0: Privilege to come and stand before you today and just share, I think, a message that the Lord has put in my heart. Just some things that I've seen in hearing the topic was going to be on Daniel and Revelation. Uh, they are not necessarily sort of books that I would say I have uh, profoundly researched because as soon as you start unpacking these books, it, um, it takes you and captivates you for a long period of time. Um, so, they okay, are wonderful. I would firstly like to just bring you greetings from um, the Sea of the Room of Brisbane. Uh, we feel very much akin to you here and all the fellowships that we've had linking with, obviously because of uh, Pastor Philip and uh, Iron Morgan, who have been godly men, who have paved the way in maintaining the gospel and declaring a stand. This is, I guess, some of the aspects of this message where will we stand on that day? When when, when things are all settled and and done, where will we stand in all of this? We can get so hooked into believing and knowing eschatological eschatological views, and we can make that our our focus, but I believe that can divert us from the mission of preaching the gospel. It doesn't mean that we should not know about these things. It's important that we do. But can I challenge us Don't lose sight of Jesus in all of this. Don't be looking for a man. Don't be looking for events that come. Look for Jesus. Look to the author and the finisher of our faith. It is only in Him that we have life. We have to identify with Him. And more than just identifying Him with Him, we must have the witness of who He is, the revelation of Him in our hearts. It's more than mental acid. It's more than ticking a box. We can miss heaven by 18 inches. And I'm asking us, do we truly know the Lord? In a message I brought a long time ago to our fellowship, and I might have touched on it here, in the letters to John, he gave us clear instruction regarding our relationship with the Lord. He who has the Son has life. He who has not the Son of God, does not have life. It's more than words because you you must then follow through and ask the question, well, okay, how can I have this? It's not enough just to agree with a statement and say, yeah, that's good and I believe that. I believe the inspiration of the Word of God. I know it's true. It's more than the substance of these things. It's the reality of knowing Christ in our hearts and being conformed by His Word to be like Him. That is the critical aspect. It's between darkness and light. Or, John goes on to explain to us in those letters God is love, God is light, God is life. The other thing that he also said to himself God is holy. But he doesn't just leave it there. The scriptures don't say God is love, love, love. Jesus is the trihagion, the thrice holy God. When scripture mentions something more than once, particularly three times, the perfect number, three, then we must take heed to why it is there. Holy, holy, holy. Lord. This is what Isaiah saw in chapter 6. He saw the Lord highly the train of his robe for the temple. We must see him in all of this. This is wonderful. But don't let us lose the knowledge of him by trying to track down mm. every aspect of an es- eschatological view and make a position that. we we just can't be completely secure upon it. There are many aspects of doctrine that we are sure and that's what we preach. Christ and him crucified. Blessed be the Lord. All of that I wasn't planning to say, but maybe we can be encouraged. Look to Jesus. That is the substance of why we are here. Friends, we are family. (laughs) Whether we're in Brisbane, whether we're on the other side of the, of the world, we are family. We've been adopted in by the beloved. Just consider that aspect. We are adopted into the family of God. He chose us. It's not just a progenerated race of, a, of, of human relationships that we understand. God chose us in himself. God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. Blessed be his name. We are family. This is the only context that multiculturalism works. There's no culture. We are Christ. We're part of the family of God. Our history, our background does not mean anything any longer. We are in Christ. Blessed be his name. And this is the context why we can be family. Why we can have brotherly love and fellowship and, and know one another intimately in the power and the, and the knowledge of the Holy Ghost. He testifying with our spirit whereby we can cry out, we are sons of God, joined to us with Christ. This is the connection that we have. This is the reality that must be in every believer's heart. And I challenge you, if you do not know that you have the Son in your heart, question your whole existence as a Christian. If there is not a miraculous work in your life, if there is not a revolution that has changed you to be like Christ, then what are you doing about it? Examine yourselves, test that you're in the faith. This is the basis of what needs to happen in our day because we are getting a call, and this is the substance of my message, now. I'll, well, I'll try and get to. Oh. <laughs> there is a call, and there is a sound, and the problem is the sound is for unity. The unity on wrong premise. Verse 2, please, to Daniel, chapter 3. Daniel, chapter 3. Let's just give that time, Lord. Heavenly Father, we come in the name of that is above every name. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, every tongue confess that you are Lord. And Lord, today we willingly come, but Lord, if there is those who truly do not understand and haven't got the revelation of Christ in them and they have shown a a change or, or, or a way of life that Lord, it it can't be said that they are born again. I pray that, Lord, during this camp and this time, sharing with one another, fellowship with one another, but particularly, Lord, fellowship with you. That you would make known the way of salvation. That, Lord, we would put Christ on as if if we were putting on something that was to save us, Lord, as a parachute would, and trust in Him for everything. I pray, Lord, you would have a preeminent sounding. Come and show us, Christ, everything that is seen. And Lord, see the glorious plan and what you have purposed for your kingdom to come to every part of Christ. Lord, in Jesus' name we ask Amen. Daniel chapter 3. The stage is set. There is a command given by Nebuchadnezzar. These men will not bow. The furnace has been heated seven times past what would normally be the case. The king's word has to be followed. There is no deviation from this. And valiant men were challenged by the king's word to bind these men and carry out what he was to do. If they did not do just this, asked as they were asked, they would suffer death themselves. So what are these three men? Hananiah, <coughs> meaning in the Hebrew, Jehovah has been. Mishael. Who is what God is? And Azariah, shepherd as And their names were changed. Shadrach, Mishael, Abednego. But their names that they were given identifies more about who God is in their life, rather than just the name we should be so careful when giving names to our children because they take on such of a character of that name. And if we are servants of the Lord, choose wisely how you give a name to your children. Carefully consider it. They will take on aspects in their character that personify that name. They will be leaders if they are Joshua. They will be stronger. Our oh, youngest is funny. Isaac. He laughs. laughter. He is the funniest fellow I know. No, 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 no. He's incredible. In any situation, we go cringing, not knowing what he's going to say. No. But there you go. But his second man is Lewis. And he is. He knows his position. He knows what he's about. And with happiness and joy, he warms people's hearts, but he also challenges them because he thinks really good. He's in the to choose the wise So the stage is said, these three men, all their testimony and their witness is only trying into a fire. But well, what is the back story to this? What has happened? Maybe Kinesa had a vision, didn't he? Chapter 1, and very particular. Let's just read it. Chapter 1. Just a couple of points. Chapter 1, verse 1. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and the him. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with some of the articles of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar to the house of his God, and he brought the articles into the treasure house. We understand that Nebuchadnezzar had this dream when he called for the soothsayers, he called for the the magicians of the day, he called for the astrologers. And he didn't just challenge them by saying, I'll tell you my dream, and then you can give me whatever thoughts that you might have. No, he was a little bit wiser. You tell me what my dream was. That's very difficult. Astrologers acknowledge that. Who is a God that can do this? What you're asking is not possible. And because of that, Nebuchadnezzar made a decree, get rid of all my wise men. put them to the sword. Kill them. Get rid of them. And the word came to Daniel, who was at this point in time, after three years of training, along with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had suffered three years of training, being educated in all the practices and all the knowledge that the Babylonian Empire had. Now they were serving as consul in the court before the king. The word of this came to Daniel that that Nebuchadnezzar was going to kill all the wise men. And he was brought before the king and said, King, give me some time. Let me see if I can uh, with my God's help provide what the dream is. Well, we understand that the dream, what it was, and we saw that it was a great statue. A statue that was so tall. And God gave Daniel specifically the understanding of this dream what it was to mean. And we find in chapter 2 specifically, in verse 20, Daniel blesses the Lord. Hear what he says. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his, and he changes the times and the seasons He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells within. I thank you and praise you, O God, my fathers, You have given me wisdom and light and you have now made known to me what we ask of you. For you have made known to us and the King's of God. The interpretation of the dream. That is interesting. Chapter 3. verse 36 this is the dream now that i speaking to the king now we will tell the interpretation of it before the king you O king are a king of kings for, God, for the God of heaven has given you a kingdom power, strength and glory and whatever the children of men dwell sorry wherever the children of men dwell or where the beasts of the field and the birds of the heaven. He has given them into your hand, and has made you ruler over them. All you are you sorry, all of them, you are this head of gold. But after you are after you shall rise another kingdom inferior to yours, then another a third kingdom of bronze, which shall rule over all the earth, and the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron, inasmuch as it Iron breaks in pieces and shatters everything. And like iron, iron that crushes, that kingdom will break in pieces and crush all the others. Whereas you saw the feet and toes, partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, the kingdom shall be divided. Yet the strength of the iron shall be in it. Just as you saw the iron mixed in ceramic clay, and as the toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly clay. So the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly fragile. As you saw iron mixed with and clay, they will mingle with the seed of men, but they will not adhere to one another, just as iron does not mix with clay. And in the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom, which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever, <laughs> inasmuch as you saw that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it broke in pieces the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver and the gold, the great God has made known to the king what will come to pass after this. The dream is certain, and it is. Interpretation is sure. History has transpired. We've seen these kingdoms come and go throughout history. But this was given in a time when one of these events the king of Nizam. King Nabuchodonosor was the first. Now to chapter 3. Then in three, verse one. Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold, whose height was sixty cubits and its width six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dara, in the province of Babylon. And King Nebuchadnezzar sent word to gather together the satraps, the administrators, the governors, the councilors, the treasurers, the judges, and the magistrates, and all the officials of the province to come to the dedication of the image which King rewarded. Then a herald cried aloud. To you it is commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages, that at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery, in symphony with all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the golden image. That King, and enemy as Kedinaza has set up. and whoever does not fall down in worship shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning fire of In the Hebrew, the word selam, sorry, and it has the root meaning of shade or shadow or phantom, even, and figuratively, an illusion. A resemblance, hence a representative figure, really, especially an idol, is the meaning of evil. King set up this image of God. Why was it a full image? Why was it head, shoulders, waist, legs? This is important to understand. He'd just been given an exact word from the Lord. You will be the head, but another kingdom will come. What was the mission of human? He was trying to establish his posterity. He wanted to be not only the king of kings for his generation, but he wanted to go on and on and on, totally against the word of the Lord, which he recognized was the word of he established Daniel and gave him gifts and recognised that your God is the God that we should worship. And no other God should be worshipped. Don't anyone say anything against this God? It's interesting in the passage where it talks of the Herald commanding the peoples, nations and languages. What does he use to get them to be unified? Beauty. Synthesis. Too different, wouldn't you? Where else can we talk of language within the scriptures that obviously sets forth a precedent? So, if we please to Genesis chapter 11. 11 verse 1. Now the whole earth had one language and one speech. And it came to pass that there, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of China. Where was Nebuchadnezzar's temple to his God? China. The same place. Here is a perpetuation. Of a religious system and order that has been carried on since the days of the And they dwelt there. Then they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone and they had asphalt for mortar. And they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top in the heavens, or is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, souls, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men have built. And the Lord said, indeed the people are one, and they all have one language, and there is what and this is what they begin to do. Now nothing that they purpose to do will be withheld from them. Come, let us go beyond. That's interesting too, isn't it? Here we have another example of the fellowship of the God under us the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit the Come, let us go down. And there confuse their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from over the face of all the earth and they ceased building the city. Therefore his name is called Babel because, the Lord there, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth. And from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face There was unity. There was purpose. There was one language. All to do with this one leader, you know, who established a religion based on an ancestral relationship with. Wife, and here we go. They make up so much for our shortfall. So So here we have unity but God goes and confuses because their hearts were set on not the glory of God the glory of man. Individual, themselves is the basis and the premise of self-justification. This is the hardest thing for us, even as believers, to deal with. We justify ourselves and pardon ourselves and think we're okay. We do something wrong and we think, oh well, I, I can, I can just forgive myself and it'll be all right. God doesn't that We have a chance in history where they decided, well, maybe we can pay some money and get out of jail free. Trial. We pay indulgences. We see that the church is implemented self-justification. How good were you then the blood of Christ? So we hear we had a nation trying to establish itself. What is happening now? What is happening in our day, the 20th century? I've got other pictures there, haven't we? In Brussels, we you will establish a building to represent the same power <coughs> that was stopped by the war. But now, let's unify people. Let's unify people. Let's unify nations. Let's unify language. Then we can set about doing what will stop. I deified. Mm. Now into the 20th century and the incredible momentum that has first driven by the great awakenings of the Christian faith throughout the 1900s. Hundreds coming to the Lord because the spirit of the Lord was revealing Christ in such a way. Now the Welsh the and you know, that Phineas used to all of these different ones throughout different portions of time. Yet, what was in man's heart? Through the advancement in the technology, due to the, the scientific questioning, great questioning, but they diverged from knowing or wanting to know about God and saying, how can I be right with God? The question completely changed the society to how can I be happy? Right? Because the progression went from how can I be right with God to the next step is there God. We see naturalism presented. evolution, and what process is there? There was this progression away from the absolute truth that God is. And man has decided, well, don't see him operating in my life today so he's really not around so we'll come up with other explanations so scientism questioned the existence of God and allowed all sorts of things to the point where humanism has dominated every part of our thinking thinking, how can I be happy it's all about it's all about how I am going to impose my will upon everyone. Not only do we have the Great Awakenings, at the same time there is such a resurgence from Hell to cloud the truth of the Gospel, to pervert it. There has been a deluge of evil that has substituted the Gospel to everything else other than explaining what our response to Jesus should be. It has affected the church, it has affected government, it has affected economies, and certainly it has affected social behaviors and interactions. All of this, man, is raised up to try and bring the sound of unity. The establishment, then, of a one world order. The unification of people in language and nations. All to present a man. They don't care who it is. They don't care if it's a demon. They don't care if it is an angel. They don't care if it's a man. They want someone to stand up and live. They don't understand that they are wishing and hoping and looking for the one that will come into the place. The Christ. They are reconstructing the They are reconstructing every aspect. It's religious system. It's economic system. It's social order. It's economy. To the point where we even have depictions of what is talked about Revelations 17, the woman, the writer you can see the evil that has been held in the heart of men to deny the justice and the love at the same time of a God who gave his own son. Comprehend this thing I can't. I can't fathom. This is what we have. This is this unification. The sound is going out. Let's unify. Let's come together. Such an incredible role in all of this. It. it is something that manipulates your emotions without even realizing You think of movies that you might have watched, the music, the subtlety, of changing your mood and your disposition excellency. This is manipulation. This is the entrance of allowing ourselves to be open to another dimension a dimension that God has forbidden us to be open. the realm of the, soul, the realm of eternity, the realm of the demonic music has been used incredibly we have in our passage I used music in When you hear these sounds, all in sight, all in purpose, all in melodious sound, you will work. You will bow down. Where else do we see the scripture? Turn with the pleas to Exodus. Chapter 32. Exodus 32. Verse 15. And Moses turned and went down from the mountain, and the two tablets of the testimony were in his hand. The tablets were written on both sides, on the one side and on the other. Tablets were the work of God, and the writings, the writings of God, engraved on the tablets. And when Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said to Moses, "There is a noise of war in the camp." But he said, "It is not the noise of the shout of victory, nor the noise." the cry of defeat but the sound of sin so it was as soon as he came near the camp that he saw the cart and the dust so Moses' anger became hot and he cast the tablets out of his hands and broke them at the foot of the mountain then he took the calf which they had made burned it in the fire and ground it to powder. He scattered it on the Lord as a maid of the children of Israel. Drink. And Moses said to Aaron, what did this people do to you that you have brought so great a sin upon them? So Aaron said, do not let the anger of my Lord become hot. You know the people, that they are set on They said to him, Make us gods that shall shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we know, we do not know what was he. Aaron represents the priesthood. Listen to the voice of the people. He no longer was a man of God but he was in this instance like so many today a man of God. we need preachers who care more about their time with God than the time of John the Baptist what was said of him there came a man sent we need to talk who will care more about what God loves and what God wants than what the people want to hear. What did Jeremiah say? The prophets prophesy falsely, and the priests take use of it, and my people love you so The question, what will you to you. It's not the coming together of unity. Jesus is still interested in every life and he deals with us at our need, at our point, at our decision process. Will we deny him or will we come to him by faith, by hearing the word of God and responding to it issue? Don't listen to the cry of unity, unity. Listen to the call Smells, smells. Come out of the little bees. Use it. The gates. They corrupted They their words. Oh! There's a car! Come down the fire! It just appeared. Another idol of God, an establishment of another religion that is perpetuated on and on and on. The worship of Baal, the worship of Ashtabah, the worship of Moloch. And can find their antitypes if you like in what John says for us to leave behind love not the world. For all that is in the world it is the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh. This is all our embassy has. But wouldn't He be a damn to help so quickly and efficiently because they fail to recognise that self-justification leads to utter damnation and separation God and that it will bear the really? testimony of God's wrath upon them for eternity. Will we come out Will we stay separate? Will we stand and know that we have been called to a war? We're not called to unity. Yes, we are, because we are in the family. But a unity based on ideas that are contrary to the word of God is false and fabricated. We must only be in unity on truth. We can't have ecumenism. We can't have the blending of religions. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by Him. No one else, no other system, no other fabrication. It's only in Christ and through Him and what He has done on the cross. Music. Music's been spoken of. Music has been perpetrated so much wrong in our churches. It started in the 60s and 70s in the world, after the the, the, the freedom of, of of expression movements that swept the world, Europe and America alike. Music was instrumental in trapping hearts and minds, and because there was a definite resolve to implement a world system and a world religion, re-establishing the Tower of Babel, re-establishing the promotion of self. The Illuminati, the, 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 the people behind the scenes, pulling the strings, have implemented a message. We know, and it's been documented so widely, that music in the 60s and 70s and 80s Back-masking was used where hidden messages, messages that would trick the conscious or subconscious into believing or ascribing or honouring or paying some sort of due, it was a hidden message and quiet, subversively done. But now, friends, it is no longer hidden. It is no longer quiet. It is no longer just in a dark place. It is out for all to see. And the, 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 the film and media and music industries are rife with the controlling effects of the Illuminati to bring about ultimately and totally satanic worship. The worship and deification of Satan. He hasn't left his first resolve, I want to be like the Most High. Yet, we know that he has been completely and utterly complete. defeated. Victory has already been. How was that? The blood of Christ. The crucifixion of our Saviour. Not only was he a man, but he took to him something. Sorry, the other way around. He is God who took to him something. Something that he wasn't before. Human flesh. God was in Christ in reconciling the world to himself. Irrelevant of what this world is doing, calling for unity, calling for purpose, calling for the worship of self, the deification of self. The call to Christ is worship God. Worship the one true God. That commandment is there for us to keep, not for us to deny. No oh, manages on that thing. It seems to have gone by the wayside. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. Jesus asked to the weight of the law and the prophets of love, divine and neighbor. There is a visual promotion in the book every way. The eye of Horace, you know, in the American Bible, it's perpetrated it everywhere. But in the music industry, they use it blatantly to say, I am alleged, I have resigned my authority to another. What is the Lord's prayer, or a pattern of prayer? Sorry, the Lord's prayer is in John 17. What does the pattern of prayer remind us? Thy. And here comes the ancient, the denying and the dethroning of ourselves. We set ourselves up so It's even got to the point where we think, guys, we just need to fix us a little bit. We just, we just need a little bit of fix up that. Just a couple of quick bandages here and there, and, and we'll be right. We, we can do it with our own strength. We can. We can testify to you. We can do all these things in your name. What will this We can't do anything. There is nothing. And as soon as we acknowledge this and dethrone ourselves and exonerate the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the whole of our existence is revolutionized. We're not selling ourselves to get something. We are giving ourselves that He may have the glory and the preeminence and the kingship and the right of passage in our lives. And every person of humanity will come and worship before Him. Where does this leave us? me again to Daniel. Chapter 3 You know the story of the Jews convinced Nebuchadnezzar that these boys, these men weren't going to follow the decree. Now, brought before Nebuchadnezzar, verse 14. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shabbat, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready, at the time you hear the sound of the horn, the harp, the lyre, the psaltery, in synthesis, with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made. Good, but if you do not worship, you should be cast immediately into the midst of the burning fire of furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my enemies? This capitulation. They get Daniel's image of the multiple. Implies that we're going to come. Who wanted his? Shadrach, Meshach, and Venigo answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fire furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O King. But if not, let it be known that we do not serve the Lord God, nor will we worship the God image which, which we have. And we have to come to that same resolution. the call is divided, unity by any unity. When they say peace and safety, there's Corinthians 5 3, there is sudden destruction. What is the sound that the Indian is saying? What is the Middle East promoters of the death of Israel trying to say? All oh, in the name of peace, we just, we just need to get rid of Israel. It'll be okay. Drop it we'll just eradicate it, and there's peace. Two state solution? Wonderful. Not realize they are coming against not the people but the God. They are coming against the Lord who seeks. Irrelevant. But what the outcome could be? We must be resolved in knowing whom we have believed. I know, Paul said, in whom I have believed and persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed to him against the day whether he comes or calls, whether I stand before him and he judges me, I will praise him. I will glorify him. Even if I am cast the hell out, I will still deserve it because I have recognized my heart that I, me, and in my flesh there is no fear. But thanks Me to God it's not my righteousness that will prevail it's the righteousness of another who took upon himself the wrath of God and bore my sin it's not that God swept it under the carpet and said we can just forget about it God placed his wrath upon the Son of God and justice was made in that moment Friends, it wasn't the torturing and beating that secured our salvation alone. It was in that the God's wrath was meted out upon His Son, and it was only the Son, it's only God, who could bear the weight of God's wrath. No created order, no created being. Therefore, the Jehovah's Witnesses are wrong completely. He's not a created being. Yes, we recognize Him as the first person, first person of the new order. Colossians tells us that because now he is a man taking to himself something that he wasn't before and he presented himself to the Father and he became at that moment the just and the justifier of all flesh because he is just he is pure, no sin had a right on him, he couldn't hold him in the grave, God raised Christ Amen. from the dead Amen. blessed be his name and this is the reality of the cross. And the cross has to reach to us in every corner of our life where we then respond in surrender. And these three men did that. They saw, even if God doesn't come through, I know that God can save me, but whatever comes, who else said things like this? Esther said, if I perish, I perish. What do you think the apostles died scared of the torture that they were going to suffer. You think of the martyrs throughout history that lined in the streets of Rome, that sang to the glory of God, the triumph that was in the cross and through Christ's cross and His death, burial and resurrection. Those who know the Lord. This is the difference between radical, born-again, regenerated believers and what is out in Christendom. Those who say they are Christ, but they are not His because His name is not upon their forehead. They are not sealed with the Holy Spirit. Their life doesn't demonstrate the glory of God. There's no change in their life. It calls for radical Christianity where we will stand up for the truth and preach it and declare it. Where we take some backbone and say, if I perish, I perish. But the Lord is to be honored through my life. I've given it to Him. It's no longer I who live it and this must be the reality of what we live on because Christ is now the rock and the substance of our existence and we're looking for this kingdom that is coming to annihilate to crush the powder these empires will not we still to be presented with the ten toes, specifically where there are ten kings. But there is a stone that is cut from uncut the uncut. This stone became the chief of the corner. The stone that the builders rejected. The Jews rejected him. You can't be God jesus testified rightly before abraham was declared we declare god who alone saves and is salvation Amen. where will we turn when we're confronted with the testimony of god, what is our Will we lean to the call and the sound of this world and the sound of unity? Oh, we can we can get along. My friends we can't get along with the world. We can't go back to Egypt. We must follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No. Lord, today, I pray, Lord, that the word of God, the Lord, penetrate our hearts. The reality, Lord, we must test ourselves and know that we are in Lord, and evidence in our life, the fruit of righteousness, the fruit of repentance, and live a life to serve and a glorified, I pray, Lord, the reality of your salvation. For salvation is not just an action. Salvation is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is salvation. He is a person. And I pray the revelation of who Jesus is would be, Lord, taken by the Spirit of God, and He would convey the righteousness of sin and judgment. And lead us, Lord, to our place with you, Lord, for you are coming for a spotless life a bride dawn, waiting, prepared. One who has oil in their lamps, waiting for that Lord, culmination of all things. Lord, when we will stand before you, we see you as you are. And Lord, we look for that. We look for the return when you will set your plan up. And the nations of this world, and the empires of this world, will not have a place to stand. They will be calling for the rocks and the hills to fall upon. Oh, Lord, let us be found, Lord in Christ, hid with me under the cross in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.